Welcome to the 32 podcast, a podcast which aims to make you laugh, smile, and celebrate when we spill the tea and explain all the things. As a nurse who needed an outlet in the 2021 resurge of the pandemic, it's my goal to explain all the things in current celebrity, Bravo celebrity, and newsworthy drama. This is an international treat part two, my part two episode with my friend Kara. Um, we continue to talk about a bunch of different things, um, but I think this half the episode is really great. And it's a little bit of a stray from what I normally talk about, but we talk a lot about what it means to be a woman in the workforce these days, what it means to have, you know, conflicting goals of what people think we should be oriented by. And, you know, we're not people who are generally like, oh, we live our truth and this la la la, but we've, we both decided that this year we're going to, you know, do what's best for us. And we, we talk about that a little bit more. Um, Kara teaches me some hilarious German words in this section as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. And we talk about her upcoming wedding, which is in October, which I hope I get to attend. Um, here's a quick word from our sponsor and we'll get into the episode. This episode is shaped just like the previous one. There will be a um, break and an ad in the middle. So if you hear that and you need to take a break from my voice, which I totally get at this point, um, if you hear the ad, hit stop and then come back later on. Anyway, here's a word from our sponsor and then we'll get into it. Do you have a favorite American word that does not translate into German? And then do you have a favorite German word oh. that does not translate to English? I know of mine. Oh, okay. I had you teach it to your kindergartners when you taught kindergarten. Oh, really? Remember okay. when I asked you to icky? Icky. Oh, yeah, true. There isn't really, there isn't really like a good, there isn't a translation into German with the same like sass. Right. I mean, there is like, there is a German word that means gross, mm-hmm. I guess. But okay. it, again, like, I feel like icky has that little like sass to it. Claire, yeah. Um, oh, boy. Okay. So a word that doesn't really translate into... German. Oh boy. Um, um, I feel like there are quite a few in my daily I know, life. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. But I can't think of any right now. Oh my gosh. Um, because there are times where I find myself like talking in German and then I, I'm like, how do I? You short circuit. On an English word? Yeah, I'm like, how do, wait, how do I, uh, what, I don't actually know. <laughs> and then I just end up spitting out, <laughs> spitting out the English word. Um, uh, oh, no. I really can't think of one, but That's I know okay. that some exist. Yeah. I'll have to think about it. And then okay. next time I come on, next I time. will tell you. Mm-hmm. I will tell you. Do you have a favorite German word that doesn't go to English? Um, so there are a lot of, um, like compound words, as I mentioned with German. So there mm-hmm. are like in German, there are very like efficient ways to say m- many, multiple, many yeah. things. Yeah. So, um, so actually one that I really like is, um, is, Actually, it's two words, but they're related to each other. So um, one is um, Heimweh, which is, I guess, a little bit like okay. homesickness. Okay. Um, 
And then there's its opposite, which is fan-v, which means like, it's like homesickness, but it's for a different place. Like it's a place that you've never been to. Like you're like a yearning for a different place. Yeah. And, but it's not quite because, um, wanderlust is something that's used also in English. Right. Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yeah. Um, that is also a German word. And Wanderlust, so again, it's a compound word. Lust means desire and Wanda means like kind of travel or, or hi- hiking kind of. Um, but Fanve is different. It's, it's not, it's like the feeling of being somewhere you've never been Got before. It. That Got it. That's what you are missing um okay. which which I think is really cool. It it doesn't really exist in English. Yeah, no, we don't have um that. I hope I described it well enough. You um, did. You did. But um but yeah, I think that's um I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so funny and like I've heard you speak German many times before, but it sounds mm-hmm. so good coming out of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I don't have much to compare it to. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that Philip spoke German in front of me, maybe a little bit. And his parents, when I met his parents. Oh yeah. They did. Yeah, that could slightly. be. Yeah. I scared them. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think you could. They are the most like relaxed. They're very, they're lovely. People. Lovely people. Lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think you could. <laughs> they, yeah, they're just so, they were so sweet mm. at your engagement. They're so nice. So sweet. And he, Philip's dad was excited about the fair too. He was like, look at this stuff. Oh yeah. They had the time of their lives. Cause it was, it's such an American thing to go to a state fair. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, it was a very, just a different experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so they loved it. That's so cool. Yeah. What else do you have to talk about today? Do we tell all of our stories? Not, I mean, not all of them, certainly not. Well, I was going to say, we have, we have quite a lot of stories. Yeah. 18 years of story. That's a long time. Like if, our friendship, long time. if our friendship was a kid, they could legally vote in the U S which is, I mean, when you said at the beginning, uh, like when you were introducing me, I was like, Oh my God. I, Cause I, it doesn't feel that it doesn't feel like we're that it old. It doesn't feel, yeah. It doesn't feel we're that, that old, long, but like, sure. Yeah. I also realized that this year is going to be the 10 year, like we could have our 10 year college reunion mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. which I had a realization of that. And I was like, Whoa, like, Whoa. I remember, yeah. I remember when I had that realization about our high school reunion, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my I God. I went to like, that by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah. With Alex. Oh, I yeah. forgot that you went. Yeah. It was nice. Underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, no, no offense to our high school, but like, it wasn't. Yeah. We didn't go to like the uh, privately organized bar hopping reunion. Oh, like okay. One, but we went to like the official high school. Oh, the like, okay, yeah. We're taking you back type of reunion. Yeah. Oh my okay. god, I have to tell you this story. This is so funny. So, um, we had a teacher in high school, um the eclectic one, you know who I'm talking about. Um, I'll tell, I'll say her name. She won't care. Miss Pino Dressman. 
Oh yes. Okay. I and, was like, um, there were, there were a few that are, oh, yeah, there were, mind, there were and I wasn't sure which one. She was always very open mm-hmm. about everything in her personal life, which was wonderful. She was a very sweet woman. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. She was like all about getting us to talk about our feelings, like our not, bodily functions, like, like, like not having shame about things. It, right. I mean, for an all girl school, like so fantastic. Right. Long story short, in high school, I dated someone who you would have thought moved mountains. Like I, the emotional turmoil I went through dating this guy was just like, <laughs> so unbelievable. I, I guess the people on the podcast can't see my face <laughs> that I just made. It was, um, a very knowing face. Dated for like a year and like you would, I was like 16 to 17 and you would have thought I was going to marry this guy. Like I was so head over heels. Like, oh my God, just like so in love. And then yep. we broke up because yep. when you're 17, you don't really stay together that much. No. And it was the most devastating, devastating. It was the saddest breakup I think that's ever happened. Like I was, this. it was pathetic, honestly. I, I remember. Yeah, no, it was, it was. Yeah. There wasn't a good way to slice this. Like I was just wrecked. Yep. I was wrecked for a long time. And Mrs. Pino Dressman saw all of that. Like I was in her class as a senior, like she watched it all happen. Uh, So, which is embarrassing. Obviously I, you know, got better, moved on, married a white man, you know. Glowed up so hard. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I found my eyebrow pencil and it really changed for me. Yeah. I mean, can we just talk about how bad the eyebrows were in high school for both of us, for both of us, man, I could archive photos if you want. Yeah. We found our shapes. It's fine. God bless. (laughs) Um, so I go to the reunion and she comes out of nowhere. She's like, Kate, and like no other teachers remembered me, which like, I well, no. Mr. Middleton didn't know who I was, and I ran cross country. Mm. Four years. Like, okay. Mm. Else, who else was there? There weren't very many teachers there, I don't think. Okay. I feel like I looked that different. No, not, I don't think Not you, enough to be like, I mean, you know? Yeah. So she pulled me aside, and she was like, I just want you to know that I have been following you since you graduated. I guess we're Facebook friends. I... Oh, I never put okay. that together, but she goes, okay. when you got married, I was so happy for you because I remember you saying how you wanted to find someone that you loved so much. And I'm just so thrilled that you met such a wonderful person. And I almost cried. Oh. I was like, oh my God. Like you, like what a 10 years, like 17 to 27. Oh, yeah. Was, you know, I mean, formative. She followed me for 10 years to make sure I got married. Was I that sad? No, I just, no, I don't think so. I just think that's like the mark of how, like what a person she is. No. Yes, for sure. She's so caring. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was, she like literally pulled me out of a crowd and was like, I just need you to know how beautiful that that was. And and that's that's the sweetest thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Alex was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's I made an like, impression. I made an impression on someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my breakup was the saddest breakup that's ever happened, and I'm I could not be convinced otherwise. Yeah, I I remember that, and I remember I remember that whole like the whole roller coaster of that. Yeah. Relationship. Yeah, it was one of those. How should in, in thirty seconds or less? How can I describe it? 
Hmm. Uh, I feel like who think who thought he was the bee's knees. Yeah. All of his friends thought they were the bee's knees. I feel like it was this, you had this romantic idea of what that relationship was going to be like. Right. And it wasn't. And it absolutely did not. Right. Like manifest that way. But, but I think you held on to the dream of what it could be yeah. for, for like maybe a little too long. At 17 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Put your head out of your ass. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, this is, this is really sad and this is really pathetic and you look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could not but, otherwise. Yeah. But that's the thing. And I feel like, I feel like everybody has hopefully one, maybe more than one, but like one relationship that is that intense and where like nobody can really tell you like it's it's a relationship where you have to learn a lesson on your own. Truly. Like truly. Like nobody like people can maybe talk to you about that relationship, but like there I think everybody has that relationship in their life where like it doesn't matter what people say, like you just have it in your head and then No, like I and then you just have to like go through it and learn that lesson on your own. Um and then and then I think hopefully if you actually learn the lesson then you'll right. only have one of one of those like find your self-worth perhaps yeah like, yeah exactly exactly I remember my mom saying to me I think I was in college when she said it she was like I'm grateful that you went through that as a very young person as opposed mm-hmm. to like someone who is an adult mm-hmm. because it'll be more catastrophic as an adult yeah like yeah. I don't think you know, you can't tell a 17 year old girl how to feel like there's so much just like importance, you know, like raw emotion. Like you think this is the rest of your life panning out in front of you. And like, obviously it isn't, you know, like there's, there's so much more out there for you. (laughs) Like, like, and it is so much better. You don't even know. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah, I couldn't see the forest of the trees. Oh like, yeah. You could not even yeah. tell me I was in a forest. Like I would have been like, nope, no. Nope, yeah. Nope. And actually that the, but the thing is like, you went through it when you were 17. I went through it when I was 20, I was 22 to 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I was 20. Yeah. I was 25. Um, and it's harder because there's so many more aspects yeah. and like yeah. involvements. Yeah. 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 Like I had to figure out a place to live. Like, yeah. cause, cause we were living together. Yeah. So I had to, I had to like very quickly find an apartment, which was not easy. Right. Um, but like luckily turned out, turned out well, yep. so it was yep. fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like, and, and I, I also felt like potentially I didn't have quite the same like toolbox that you would have had because I hadn't been through something like that until that moment in my life. So sure. like, because like my, the, the guy that I dated in high school was like wonderful, super sweetest nice, man. Sweetest man. So, so sweet. Sweetest and, man. and we broke up before we went off to college. Because God, we I remember that. All the heart opposite. Heart. Yeah. It's opposite sides of the country, but it was like, 
Amicable. You know, yes. Like we had this understanding and, and like, we just kind of knew that it wasn't really going to work. And, and we both like respected that, whatever. So I didn't have that kind of like devastating, like thing. Um, so when, uh, when that happened, I, I also felt like I was maybe, maybe not quite as raw as I would have been at 17 or 18, but like, I was still like, (laughs) no, it's a sucker punch. 100%. And I remember one of my friends told me, she was like, I, I feel like after, after the breakup, like I actually got to know you because like your heart broke open. You weren't like, but I actually like, I actually knew what like vulnerability felt like. And I was, I embraced that a lot more. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I feel like I actually like got to start, started to get to know you from that point because, um, because before that, you know, I, I wasn't as like, I don't know, able to deal with my emotions maybe quite as well, or, or wasn't as open about them maybe maybe like with other people. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Yeah. But I feel like I also like when she told me that I was like, whoa, <laughs> well, I think I've um, always thought, and I've been on both sides of a breakup mm. more side, more often than the other one. The, what is it? One side more often than the other. Um, yeah. Being the person broken up with is worse all the time. Mm. I think, you know, and like having another person, say or not say or do or not do like I no longer think that you are worth my time Mm -hmm. like oh my god like this is that is it's awful yeah it's awful being the person who like breaks up with someone saying like they are no longer worth my time is almost empowering yeah a little bit I mean for my breakup I was the one who ended it um but you, you had reason to believe that that person did not think that you were worth their time. Yeah. I mean, that realization that like cuts you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was also just like, we are not the best version of ourselves when we're together. Like we're just not. Right. Um, and I think, I think in the long term, it was certainly more empowering for me. Um, but it still felt Terrible. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> Awful. I mean, I think that's like, I think that's what is a universal truth that like, no matter what side of it you are on, break his heart. Terrible. Just terrible. 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 I've been the person broken up with more than the person who's breaking up with someone. Mm. So I've, yeah. I've just suffered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Awful. It's awful. Yeah, it is. It is really awful because it also is like, and that's, I mean, I wonder though, looking back on those relationships, like, did you, like now that you can look back from maybe a longer time and like Mm -hmm. the healing has happened, hopefully, Mm -hmm. um, like, did you, did you kind of know that it wasn't going to go anywhere? I, I think that's why it hurts so badly. Mm. is because I was, I, and again, I was 17. I was constantly fighting to keep this person when I knew they would not keep me. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I tell you what, like you, if you had told me like sun came out of his eyeballs, I would have believed you. Yep. Like, I, I oh, just, I, I remember. You there, you know. <laughs> I was there. I remember. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so yep. weird. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, <sighs> it's, but the other thing is it's, I mean, it, it has shaped who you are and has shaped probably the way that you went into your relationships and has led you to Paul. And that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, if you had told me that I would have married the guy with the same name as my first boyfriend, I would have laughed in your face, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that a little bit poetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Paul goes by his middle name. I won't out his first name, but for those yeah. of you who know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually didn't know that, but yeah, now I know that. I'll tell you a funny story. So when Paul and I were first dating, I only knew him ever as Paul. Like when we met, when we weren't mm-hmm. dating, I only knew him as Paul. Mm-hmm. Well, in the beginning of our relationship, when I had um, spent the night at his house, mm-hmm. he, after some beverages, and that's fine. Yeah. It wasn't hammered or anything. Let's not like get out of control. Right. Here. Right. Actually, it was like a classy he, situation. I have, he's got diplomas hanging here. So he had his diplomas hanging on, on his walls. Ah, okay. And the next day I was looking at them perplexed as hell. Cause I'm like, that doesn't say Paul. And I was like, why doesn't it say Paul? So I'm staring at it and it's in like, you know, ye old cursive. You know, because it's a right. That's I'm like very hard to read. Why doesn't this say Paul? Like, who is this person? Who is this guy? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, I came here and I slept here and I don't know his name. That is not good. That is a Carrie Underwood song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just like staring at it, like what does this say? And like, I, I guess I lost all of my literacy. Sure. That morning. So he, you know, wakes up and he's like, oh yeah, my first name is something else. And I was like, <laughs> that would have been nice to know. Yeah. Like that would have been a little bit. He's like, well, I go by my middle name. I've never gone by that. And I'm like, but you know, my legal name, like we're not on the same field. Yeah. That's not fair. That, that is definitely a tidbit of information. It was worth sharing in like, those like beginning of relationship date banter conversation. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, like ask to see everyone's driver's license before you go on a first date. <laughs> Just like, you know, like, I'm sorry. I'm going to need to check your documents before we can. He even showed me uh, his scuba diving certificate and he didn't show me his driver's license. So I didn't know his first name. Wait, did his scuba no, it's license? Oh, yeah. Does I'm it not, not sure. need to say your legal name? I, I would have, I mean, I know nothing about scuba diving. He took a scuba I, diving class in college and he kept it in his wallet and he like felt like oh. he tell me on our first date that he was a certified scuba diver. Oh, okay. Okay. Want to know how often he scuba dives since I've known him? Zero times. Goose eggs. No time whatsoever. <laughs> 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 He's always like, maybe I'll scuba dive on our next. I'm like, why? Like, yeah, I snorkel at most. Yeah, I I feel like because I have realized that I'm a little bit claustrophobic. Mm. 
Um, so I don't think I, I don't think I could do scuba diving. I probably, I will, I would want to. What freaks me out is the depth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's openness. Yeah. Weirdly, because claustrophobia, claustrophobia can be like small spaces, but actually like weirdly the same like fear or anxiety gets triggered in me when I think about like the vast deep ocean. Right. Like the ocean is supremely large. Yeah. And there are so many creatures. Yeah. And And I, 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 I'm an advocate for our oceans. I probably don't do it. Oh, hundred percent. But there's a lot of darkness in the ocean too. It's like, I feel like I just, I have like too much respect for the ocean. I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't need to, I don't need to conquer that. Like, no, I don't like, need to go there. I know I my limits. I, I'm just going to let it be. I'm going to let it be. I'm going to just not just keep a respectful distance. Like that's, we're going to, we're just going to gently go maybe like 10 meters. And that's yeah. our, if I yeah. can't see any coral or I can't see the bottom, like, wh- no, I'm out. No, I'm out. Thank you. Yeah. No. Thank yeah, I, <laughs> I'm super happy to snorkel. I like, I like, I would good, probably like, do that thing that like other thing where you go like 30, I think it's 30 meters or 30 feet. I don't know. Okay. You're like, it's like a hybrid snorkel scuba, scuba you know, like the thing, the mask, but it's not like a, oh, it's you not, go, you can go farther, okay. but you still have to come up for air. Yeah. I think. I, I think that would be, cause like when I've snorkeled in the past, cause I mean, I used to be a competitive swimmer. So like, I'm That's a very right. strong swimmer. So like I, when I. Kara swam the sw- 500 meter. Like yeah. she's basically Katie Ledecky. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not even, not even a little bit. <laughs> but you, you um, have something in common with Katie Ledecky. I mean, Yes. That's, That's major. Cool. I don't. I mean, our first but also, I but also like, I have, I have feet, so I have <laughs> things, in common, things in common with a lot of people. <laughs> I feel like that's how valuable that comparison is. No, it's more than that. because like she is a whole different. You've competed in the same um, species of human. It's not category. What uh, same event? event thank you yes. yeah yeah and it truly yeah. is an event it is it is yeah yeah but um but yeah I when I've snorkeled in the past like I I've like stayed at the surface with the typical like snorkel tube and then uh what I've done before is I've like taken off the tube and like held it in my hand and then like done like a dive down yep. to just kind of like explore because I can hold my breath or I used to be able to hold my breath for a relatively decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem to like come back up and go back down and mm-hmm. kind of look at stuff that way. Um, but yeah, I, I would maybe try that, but that thing that you mentioned with the, yeah, the hybrid, thing. hybrid thingy, but no, yeah. Uh, scuba is a, for me a very hard pass. Yeah. I, and the tank is heavy. Yeah. And I just, I think I would just get too anxious. Yeah. And like, I, I'm good. Yeah. I'm really yeah. Good. I feel the same way about skydiving. I really, oh, that is a hard, hard pass. No, no, no. I no. just, 
I just don't need to do it. I know Paul that. Has sky, done skydiving as well. Oh, he has? Yes. And he did hang gliding. Oh, nice. See, the only thing he hasn't done is bungee jumped. Okay. Which like, I need to take out a life insurance policy before he does. So. Yeah. I did a uh, paragliding in when I was studying abroad, we went to Switzerland and I did paragliding and that was awesome. That's when you're like, it's, uh, you're attached to the parachute and it's open. And then you basically start on the side of the mountain and you, you like run. So the parachute is like laid out open behind you on the ground and then you're on a hill and then you like run down the hill and the parachute like picks up and then you go off of the mountain. Um, that, that was cool. Like I could handle that. I, but that was, that was 10 years ago. So were you strapped to someone? Yeah. 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 So I, it was me and an instructor and he was behind me. And then we had to like coordinate our legs when we were like running. Um, (laughs) But but that was fine. But like skydiving, I, I just, I just know. Cause I like, I don't know. I, I just know I would be too anxious the whole time. And no, like, I would freak out. I would absolutely like, freak out. And I've heard some people say like, yeah, but it's so amazing. And it's like worth it. And I'm like, I don't know that it would be for me. Like, I think I'm fine. I get enough adrenaline at work. Yeah. I, I get adrenaline in different ways. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I, and I've mentioned this on the podcast. I am so afraid of heights that mm. if I stood on this desk, I would get vertigo. Yeah. Like yeah. I am. So I am jumping out of a plane. is not going to be a thing. No. <laughs> By choice. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm offered a parachute and I have to jump, like probably. But right. I, I, if it's like a survival thing, like sure, like I, I'm sure I would just black out and then hopefully. right, we can, we can manage, but <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's hope that we never have to. I don't know why it would be. This- uh, yeah, yeah, but no, Philip has done bungee jumping. Um, oh God, he's so tall. Which, which is also for me, just like a hard no because I don't think I could actually jump. Like, I think someone would actually have push to push you. me. Um, and then the thing that always, like, freaks me out the most the is, boing. is the boing, is yep. the, mm-hmm. is the like, snap back. Because yeah, you could just snap. Yeah. Or if you're tall enough or heavy enough, you could hit the water with your head, and I'm pretty sure you can get concussed. Yeah. Or, like, sometimes they do it in, like, gorges where there are, like, walls. Water. Yeah, and walls. And, and water. And you're going to no. Again, like, I'm fine. I I really feel like that's not a thing that I need in my life. Super happy for people to do that. I just will not join you. No. I will I will stay on the bridge and hold your stuff while you do I it. can't even say I would stay on the bridge because I, I hate bridges. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I if it's I a sh- if it's a shaky bridge or if like the the bottom is really see-through, then no. you will not catch me on any bridge that moves. Yeah, and I understand yeah. engineering to a point that, like, I think bridges are supposed to move mm. a little bit. Like, they flex with the weather, with like mm. heat, and cold, and then they um some. I think the Golden Gate Bridge is one of them that they can like sway intentionally. Mm. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand it, I respect it, but I want no part of it. I'm I'm really okay. 
I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm truly fine. Like I will yeah. really big bridge where I live that cruise ships can go underneath. So it's really tall. Whoa. I intentionally avoid it by driving 20 minutes out of the way. Wait, it doesn't even, it doesn't open no. to let the cruise no, ships it's in. Tall they enough, can just... It's tall enough to let them go through. Whoa. It's terrifying. I hate it. I hate That's it. So... I black out when I drive on it and I hate it. Is it like curved up? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like, it's almost like, it looks like a roller coaster maybe. So sort like of. you, yeah, yeah you like really, go up it's, and then, it's like, whoa. it's basically like this. Whoa. Yeah. And it's, it's a That's... suspension bridge. But I think it wouldn't move with the wind. Ooh. But they'd shut it. They um, they shut it down when it's too windy. Obviously. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I just it's too much. Yeah. No. I it's just really, yeah. It's really there, too much. But also, I feel like. I feel like things like that in life. Like I think that's the the lovely thing about. Getting older, and all, especially like, once I turned thirty. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't need to, I don't need to do that. Like, no, I'm good. Like, I just, I felt like I had somehow more permission to set boundaries than I did in my twenties, which is silly because you can set boundaries for yourself anytime in your life. But like, for some reason for me, like turning 30 was like, oh, I can do this more now, or I I can be more clear or something like that. So like I know all of those things, I'm just like, you know what? I don't need that in my life. You, you have, you have the personal maturity to be okay with your boundary yourself. Yeah. 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 Like I am, I am sound in this no, and I'm going to continue to live in this no zone, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Like no is a complete sentence. Oh my God. That's my favorite phrase. Yeah. I love it. I I love love it. I love it. Being 30, I'm still but- learning. I'm still learning that in my yeah. life in a lot of ways, but like, I love it. It's yeah. what I aspire to. Speaking of being in your thirties, has there anything recently that's given you 32? Um, Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Wait, tell me again, exactly what the definition of 32 No, it's just is. the attitude of someone in their thirties who has to do something oh, okay. of their thirties. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to make sure. Um, okay. So I hope this counts. Um, but I, uh, recently like my, it's, it's about work. Um, recently my company went through a bit of a restructuring. Mm -hmm. So, um, I now am managing two people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congratulations. And thank you. And, um, I like, feel like I need to kind of embrace that 32 to like that. I'm a boss. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. like, I can delegate, I can like ask people to do things they want to do things. And I'm not in a place in my career anymore where I have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. I can have the idea and give a directive and somebody else can do it. Yeah. Um, which I feel like is very 32. No, that's very like positive. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So that's what I'm, that's what I am kind of trying to navigate at the, at the current moment, because I had, um, the 
the one person who, uh, who I'm managing, I was managing her previously already. Um, and then the other, um, the other guy that I'm managing, he just started in my team beginning of January. So, okay. so it's pretty new that I have two people now. Um, and yeah, so it's like navigating kind of, I, I get to have the vision that other people are executing also. That's beautiful. So it's not only like, oh, it's my vision and I have to do everything to make it happen. It's, oh, I get to have a vision. I get to have the idea. Um, and then I've got people who I can like delegate to, to make something happen, You've got which people. is cool. Yeah. And it's very different. Like it's a very different mindset than, than what I had for, for a pretty long time. Um, right. Cause, cause it was always cause like, I, cause at least in America, I feel like our work culture is like grind, 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 do, do, mm-hmm. do, like pay those dues, you suffer, know, suffer, suffer. Yeah. And like, are we not all past that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And for me, like, for me, it's come a little bit with time. Um, and like how I've kind of worked my way up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, in general though, like, I feel like that whole like hustle, like, I'm just, I'm very over that whole like hustle culture. Like, I feel like a lot of people are, I feel like the whole, and I don't know how much you got of this in Germany. I'm assuming their influencers are not as irritating as ours, but the whole like (laughs) girl boss, like Mm. boss babe culture was so just like, yeah, like it, it definitely made it over here. Um, So it's universal BS is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are parts of it that I, I do find positive, but I also definitely see the, like, I see the, um, I understand like the critique of it as well, because it is that kind of like, yeah, it's this like, oh, like girl boss, do it all, be, be it all, like be a woman, da, da, da. But then, but then at the same time, it's trying to be like, but you don't, you don't have to have it all and kind right. of set your, like, it's a little, the messages get a little bit mixed to me. I have always found that type of language very toxic. Yeah. It's, Cause yeah. I, base, I feel like it's coming from people who are explaining to me how they're so successful while wanting to use me as a pawn in their success via their mm. product or their influence or their job or their mm. whatever. And like you, they always have such an inflated sense of self. Mm. Like someone like Rachel Hollis. Do you know who that is? Uh, I've heard of her. You wrote um, wash your face. Yes. I've heard of her and I, I don't know a lot about her. I didn't read any of her, her books or anything, but actually the way that I figured out who she was, was from people critiquing her right. stuff. She yeah. last year basically posted something referring to the, her, her housekeeper as the woman who cleans her toilets. Oh. And the universe was like, that's, you're a condescending biatch. And she was like, she quite disrespectful. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. And she was like, oh no, 
I am the person you aspire to be, la, 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 la. But she like built this, after she wrote her book, she built this like brand, essentially like all about like, talk like being so positive it's toxic like she was like mm. this and girl boss that and like be your own hero be your own executive la 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 and it's like mm. at the end of the day it's all crap yeah like who's paying for this who's paying for someone else to tell you that you're the boss of your own life yeah and i i mean and it is very possible that messages like that help some people at some time but I think my biggest issue with it is kind of what you said, this like relentless positivity mm-hmm. that that's just not real life. Like no. not everybody is happy all the time. So if in certain moments of your life, things like, you know, calling yourself a girl boss or the, those messages of positivity, if those can help you in certain times, I don't have a problem with that inherently, but yeah, my issue is more like, when it's just constant, like never have an off day or like that kind of right. stuff where right. it's like, where you can't, you can't like live a normal life or, or there's, there's some kind of underlying shame if you don't feel amazing every day or totally. like that kind of stuff. Like I'm not, I can't it's, it's, deal with that. That's I'm not like, real life. Yeah. I like the word that you use, like relentless, because I do feel that people who promote that sort of behavior, activity, mindset, whatever, are truly relentless with it. Mm. Like, it, it's, it's, and it must be exhausting to be them. It must be so exhausting yeah. to, to constantly be up all the time yeah. and to have everyone else think that you're up yeah. all the time. When in reality, you're probably very depressed. Yeah. And I also really wonder with like, cause I think there are people out there and there are influencers out there who are a lot more balanced, but there are definitely people who are, who are quite relentless about it. Um, but I always have to think like what's going on behind the scenes with you because, right. because I, I really don't think it's, it's, I don't think you're trying to speak to me. I think you're trying to do something for yourself and make yourself feel better with this. Um, right. So yeah, it's, it's particularly the, the people who I find to be not very balanced in, in the kind of reality of, of life and and all the positivity, um, where I'm always like, Ooh, I, I, I really wonder kind of what's, what's what's really going on. Yeah. Like you girl boss over there, like just, yeah, you know, like just keep that, keep that to yourself. Yeah but they don't and they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Their whole but, life girl bossing. Yeah. Yeah. But know, I also, I, I have to say I'm kind of, I, I may not be very eloquent when I say this, but I'm, I'm kind of tired of the quote unquote narrative that like everything's coming from the fact that, you know, for women at least, that like we are female, we are women, we are this is that. If we're so equal to men, stop telling me I'm a woman. Mm. You know? Like, I know that that's, obviously we're very, it's different and like women, but I, if a woman's success is ever, is a human success. Mm. Like, I'm so tired of having it be like, a woman did this, a woman did that, just say a person did this. Like, if we're so mm. equal, you know, 
But like, why yeah. is being a girl boss better than just being a boss? Mm. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. It's almost because the, I think the goal is certainly that level of equality. Um, and, and I think the, like my impression of a lot of that kind of girl boss stuff is that it strives for that level of equality, but it's, yeah, it's an interesting point that by separating it, by giving it a different name, are we actually making progress towards that or not? I think it's a really interesting question. I don't think we are at all. No, I think, I don't don't know. It's, it's a, it's an interesting question. I think I have to think about it more, but it's, I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting little nugget that I will mull over. (laughs) And I'm certain, I am certainly not here to say that there are not inequalities. And I'm certainly not here to say that, you Mm. know, I don't, obviously I see those things. Yeah. But I think for someone, for people to constantly push constantly that women are so constantly so oppressed, it's like, that has to set us back somehow. Mm. Like Mm. if you're constantly thinking that you're behind, you will be behind. Mm. Yeah. I think that's an interesting, I think an interesting point. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not naive. I haven't to the social things, obviously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you constantly tell yourself that you're lesser than, will you not be treated lesser than? Yeah, I honestly haven't thought about it that way before, but I think that's really interesting. Something to think about. I told you my coffee kicked in. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) and this, and that's when the magic happens. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. I, I feel like the last couple years, especially since COVID, like I really have to like triage what I value mm. and like is that a met that's a medical term isn't it yes triage is like <laughs> I'm, um, I'm only asking because there might be people in podcast land that don't know what it means I of course of course no, know what no, it means no. triage I do, is not. Looking, I do not know at, what it means. looking at all the things and taking stock is what's priority oh okay okay um like when you triage in an ER, someone who doesn't have a pulse is more important to treat than someone who just has the sniffles. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, which by the way, don't go to the ER for sniffles. Just like. Yeah. Just PSA. PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> um, but since I've come to this realization, at least personally, that like, I don't have to girl boss the mm. ways in which the girl bosses are telling me to girl boss. Yeah. I feel like I, and I think COVID really like put into perspective, like what's important to me and like what's important important for me to show the world of myself. Mm. I realize I curse like a sailor on this podcast, but like, otherwise I want to come off in a good way. Yeah. But like, I, I am not as insecure as the people who are telling me to girl boss. Mm. That's what I realized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have had the same realization and I've had a couple of conversations, um, with friends of mine, uh, here and like, basically we, we were kind of having the same conversation cause we're all in like corporate, mm-hmm. a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have kind of all, and I'm not sure that it's necessarily all COVID, but that has certainly influenced it a lot. Like, sure we all just kind of started thinking like, actually, I'm not sure if like being a director is a goal for me. 
sure Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, like I, I mean, for me personally, I remember the first boss that I had at my current company, I have had three different bosses, all female. Um, looking at all of them, like I remember with my first boss, she, um, like was open with me and told me that like, she had not been to pick up her daughter from her daycare or kindergarten. I can't remember exactly how old she was in like months. And she showed up one day and the teachers were like very surprised to see her. And, Uh and then like, she took, I think she took a half day off to go to some like event at her daughter's school and, and was really like apologetic about it. And I was like, do not be sorry. Like, and, and then, I mean, they were all really good bosses. Like I, I, I got very lucky with all of them. They were all um, very good to me, taught me a lot, but I also like, especially my first two, I don't know that I necessarily want their life. Right. Um, it's a balance. Yeah. Like I have a lot of respect for them and a lot of respect for, you know, how they're doing everything, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just started to kind of realize like, I don't, I don't think that's what I want. I don't necessarily want more, like, I don't want more time that's required of me or like even my boss now, I think, um, she like, so she is a director and, um, she is, um, also like fantastic boss, fantastic mentor. Um, but even just by nature of being a director, she kind of sort of has to always be available. Right. Within on, even on her vacations. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like this thing that people have told you that you need to want, like, especially as a woman, like try to try to go get those upper management positions. That's like, that's what women don't necessarily have. And like, you need to like fix that ratio and da, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, which I do think in theory is great, but I have realized for myself that like, I'm not sure that that's my personal goal. Um, I I really do. Yeah. Which is like a weird realization, but, um, but yeah, we were kind of talking about that, that it's, it's this kind of interest. And maybe that's another like 32 thing (laughs) that it's like that, uh, you know, getting to the point where you kind of realize more what you want and kind of what you were saying, like what's important to you in life and, and what's not, and where you want to put your energy, where you want to put your time. Um, and it's, yeah, it was a bit surprising, mm-hmm. um, to well, realize because, that, but because we've been told, yeah, I think especially this generation, it's like women need to move forward. Women need to do this. Every time a woman's a CEO, there's press mm-hmm. about it, which I'm not saying there shouldn't be, but like, mm-hmm. it's, if you want to, you know, stay in your current role, or you don't want to move up or you want to move laterally because of your 
family commitment or home commitments or personal things, it's like, oh, well, you don't, you don't want to continue to grow in your career, like, yeah, as a woman, like, well, yeah. come on, like, that's not. It's men don't feel this way. Yeah. And actually what I was just thinking is like, this is an enormous amount of pressure Yes, to, to have that, that, that message of, you know, do, do this not only for you, but for other women too. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and then I was also just, it just kind of popped into my head, like, but actually true equality, I think is being able to choose what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Sure. And what's best for you individually. And when you said, yeah, men don't feel like that. I was like, yeah, (laughs) because I I agree with you. True, true equality is not being defined by your gender because of your job. Yeah. And, and being able to make choices freely, um, based on what's best for you. And, and I think that's, um, you know, this, this kind of extra pressure that can get put on, um, I think doesn't really help because then you feel no. like, cause it, it muddles figuring out what you really want, yeah. um, for yeah, you like individually. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm in a female driven mm-hmm. job always. It's mm-hmm. more equal. And I fully believe that it should be equal 50, 50, mm-hmm. you know, but I have been asked several times. I've been at my new job for about a year and a half and I've been asked, are you going to go back to school? Are you going to be a nurse practitioner? Are, what, how are you going to move forward? Like I did go back to school. I have mm. my master's. No, people are always say, why are you still here? Oh, because, because I like my life and I like, yeah, I like being here. I like being here. I mean, yeah. it's not a cakewalk every day. I would be very surprised if it was, (laughs) (laughs) but this, this is what suits my life. This is what suits my needs. Yeah. Like I have a variable income. I can work overtime. I work three twelves at minimum. Mm. You know, I have a lot of flexibility and I'm currently Mm. in a place where my family would possibly grow in the next five years. And I want to, you know, have that flexibility. Yeah, totally. I stifle myself, but people are always like, you don't want to go beyond this. Like, why is this so bad? But also, like, why is it your business if I oh, do or oh, do oh, not? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, why is my job your business? Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're, like, we're all we're all suffering. Like, sure. Mm. Like, I do enjoy my work, and as do you. You enjoy your work, but you don't mm-hmm. want to be. You don't want to be your boss who's getting phone calls at two a.m. about some nope. crap that could probably wait till eight o'clock. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. this is why I don't grow boss. yeah yeah I I'm really yeah I I just boss I guess that's right (laughs) fucking right we just boss because we just boss here because the boys don't boy boss no they don't they just boss they do not they just boss if I asked Paul what he thought boy bossing was he'd be like what the fuck is that yeah but also, how would you even answer that question with girl bossing? Like, because isn't like boy bossing versus girl bossing? Well, I, I honestly would not know how to answer. How do you girl boss? I don't know. You, you girl boss. Like a boss and you're a girl that's the thing. or a woman. Girl, like, girl bossing has a completely different connotation and energy than just being a boss. 
Yeah, it does. But I don't, I don't personally understand actually what it means. This is what now I, that I'm, I now that I'm really thinking bossing, about it. <laughs> girl bossing is like, it's more of a, a state of mind than an actual mm. goal. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think being a yeah. girl boss is like, I have the power. I have the greatness. I have, you know, um, Monday mantras and I have 76 types of tea that I drink for bloating and I have motivational quotes up my butt. That's what a girl boss is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whether or not they're truly successful. And I hope that everyone is. Yeah. And that, I mean, that mentality of feeling powerful and feeling empowered, like that's great for everybody. I don't like, I don't know why. And, and by the way, like yeah. we're in a very, um, what's the word? We're in a very sensitive climate to gender roles. Mm. How do the non-binary people boss? Yeah, that's a very good point. Like girl boss that. is a little, it does exclude people. So the non-binary not, not only men. Yeah. The non-binary people, they are just, they are whoever, whatever their pronouns are. I'm going to say they, cause that's general, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. They just boss. Mm-hmm. You don't call them a non-binary boss. Or they boss or, or a, like, I don't, but, or them but then, boss. Like, but then that's also boss. not going to be completely inclusive either. So like, right. yeah, it's, I, yeah, boss. it's, it's not, it's not the greatest, but I also have the feeling that at least here, or at least what I'm, because actually a lot of that girl boss stuff comes from the U.S. and right. I, I'm sure it goes through a filter and I don't get as much of it here, but <laughs> Um, I need that filter, <laughs> which I'm a little bit thankful for. Um, but it feels like to me that it, it has calmed down, but I don't know if that's think, actually the case or if that's just my impression, but it, I, I at least personally haven't seen as much of it, but I also did make a point to like curate my Instagram mm-hmm. a little bit more to, to kind of get rid of some of that. I stuff, so. for a while followed two people that were part of a exercise MLM. I won't call them out, but mm-hmm. I'm out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was obnoxious and mm. I don't know why I followed them. Like I never did mm-hmm. this program. I never gave into what they were selling. Like I'm not buying what you're selling, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, I kind of wanted to see how they would reinvent their girl boss every day. Mm. Like how possibly is this going to be effective every right. single time? You know, yeah. like how do you suck people in? Yeah. Like this, like, I, I, I don't know, but I, yeah. I'm just going to boss. And in fact, yeah. I'm just going to employee. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to employee. But you know what? That's great too. Because yeah. if that's like, if that's what's best for you, then that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We're not. Yeah. We're just bosses here. Yeah. God, that seems so, it seems so exhausting to be on all the time. Like, diggity, 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 like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think being a, a, an influencer or like a content creator, like that sounds like one of the worst jobs to me. Like I have respect for people who can do it because I, I could not, I just don't have that much energy. I... I follow a lot of influencers, but I think I follow the ones that have a good balance. That's good. Yeah. And they've been influencers for a long time. So I think that like longevity 
Mm-hmm. Now that now that an influencer is like an official, real like it's not just like a yeah. fake job anymore. Like it's actually their their job. I think they yeah, like they have actual time. It's yeah. not a side thing. It's yeah. yeah. Um, but I I can imagine how it's tiring, mm. and I can imagine how expensive it is. Oh my god. Yeah, make a lot of money. I mean, honestly, I feel like I miss my calling as an influencer, and I can say that with like little to no respect <laughs> I have for myself that that feels that way. <laughs> During the first of the pandemic, I was like, should I start a blog? And I didn't. Mm. Who knows what I could have been? Yeah, I mean, your Christmas decoration game is very strong. So at Thank least you. like that part of the year, you would just I killed it. That would, yeah, I killed it. Yeah. 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 That's so I like funny. all your gnomes. They're Thank so you cute. very much. Thank you. I, I do have a gnome problem. I mean, is it really a problem though? No. Yeah. I only buy the cute ones. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, Are it's gnomes a, a thing in Germany? Um, yes, I have seen some, uh, I don't know how like widespread they are in the U S so I don't, they're have, everywhere. Like, okay. Yeah. So they're not everywhere here, but I definitely have seen them before. I'll mail you some. Oh, fine. You might not I can, get there until next Christmas, but. <laughs> yeah, I can in exchange offer you like a nutcracker. Oh. I don't know if you're into nutcrackers. Not but like, well, but like, what if I want to? No, no, thank you. Thank you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, still have to go to London for work? Uh, no. Oh, man, because I would have taken some queen stuff. Yeah, that is true. Her jubilee this year. Yeah. Although I know somebody who lives in London. Um, so if you have a request list of Queen Jubilee of goods. Par- paraphernalia, goods, <laughs> I'll take whatever. Anything. I'll take anything. Um, then I can maybe arrange something. I would adore. If I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take anything. A napkin. Okay. Like a, a, a coaster, a newspaper clipping. Like I'll take anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I'll see what I can do. Oh, I believe I'm it's so this, excited. I believe it's this summer. Yeah. It's the summer. It's technically like in the, the celebrations are the summer, but it's her Jubilee is technically in February. Uh, like the like actual the anniversary of her yeah. coronation the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but the, I think well, it's a big deal because the, like the people in the UK get a, get a day off oh yes it's a it's a holiday yeah yeah um she her coronation was not immediately following her father's death like there was a little bit of like Mm -hmm. obviously fanfare a little bit of time yeah but i think that she's either way she's immediately queen once her father died yeah which i heard on the internet i forget what i was watching tiktok or instagram whatever Apparently mm-hmm. Camilla has received the highest royal order from the queen, which makes people think that when Charles is king, she'll be queen consort, which is a little bit, um, like un- uncertain. Cause technically she, she shouldn't be allowed to be queen because she's divorced. Oh, okay. But, I did but not know that. People are signaling to that. Maybe they, the queen will allow her to be, or like change something. Okay. But she wouldn't, she would always have the title of queen consort, not just queen. No, because... she will only ever be queen consort because she's not right. a monarch. 
Right, right. Like Kate, like Kate will be. She'll be the queen consort. Right, okay. She's consort to William's kingness. Right, yes, okay. (laughs) Kingness. So many, there's so many rules. (laughs) Listen, I know most of them. I know, I know you do. I'm I'm so involved. I have to be honest, if she wasn't a brunette named Kate, I don't know that I would care as much. But Mm -hmm. I just feel such a kindred spirit to her that that's where we are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, that's, that's all right. Yeah. And- if I go to London, then I will pick you up stuff. If I don't go to London, I will see what I can do in terms of arranging. You're a great, great friend. She's, she has <laughs> sent me a bunch of things, like a plate with Queen on it, my Kate cup that I have. Mm. Um, you got me another, oh, the, fam- the Cambridge Family Cup. Yeah, I think I got you two mugs. One, yep. one that was when, what, from when they yep. got ma- William and Kate got married, and mm-hmm. then the other one was from when they had a uh was it their first kit or was it with George and Charlotte kids? are both on it so it's like a okay family okay yeah. yeah so in case for the listeners who may not know in London uh and I would presume in other places in the UK uh you can go into gift shops and they have like mugs plates tea tins like everything that have pictures of the queen the William and Kate their kid like they have those everywhere and they're usually also very like they have very like swirly kind of baroque style designs on them as well um and i think they're fantastic um totally yeah and uh they're like very kitschy but in a really fun way mm-hmm. um, it's a collector's I, item it's yeah, yeah it's a, that yeah. i that i very much appreciate so um i think the first time i saw them I got you, that was the, the wedding, Mm -hmm, the wedding mug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think I went back to London. Uh, I can't remember exactly when, but they had had their kids by then. So, um, then I got you another mug and it's on my list. I think a tea tea tin maybe as well. Tea tin. Yeah. I still have it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. How can I get rid of it? (laughs) It is on my list to go to London. I wanted to go for the Jubilee, but that's not gonna happen. No, but, but I mean, if you can come to our like wedding celebration, then you could potentially do a stopover in London. Kara's getting married in a castle. Yes, it is true. A castle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, in Austria, there are a lot of old castles that so castle. Yeah. And, and a lot of them have, they've either been converted into museums or like wedding slash event venues. So that's, that's where we're getting. It doesn't make it any less a castle. Or, well, we're already married. We're celebrating the fact that we got married. Well, right. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we had a, we had a COVID pandemic wedding. Right. So. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot. I it was beautiful I cried yeah Yeah. it was it was really nice like I was in the end like really happy with the way that we managed to to do everything but um but yeah it was it was a journey to get no no of course of (laughs) course course. you I think especially it's probably and I and I'm biased because I know you but it's I would assume harder for a COVID bride who is in a different country than her family. Cause you have to not only deal with the country that you live in is COVID, but the country that they're coming from is COVID. Yeah. You know? like the yeah. So travel bans and the, you know, all the things. 
yeah, so I got, I got married without my parents physically present, which was really hard, hard. actually. Oh, of course. Of um, course. but we, uh, because I think at that time they could not, they wouldn't have been allowed to travel. Um, no. like they wouldn't have been accepted to, uh, into Austria or Germany. So, um, so yeah, we set up like a hybrid, like zoom mm-hmm. thing, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was the really hard part, but, um, but yeah, it was in the end, it was like, well, we have no idea how long this is going to right last. And we really just want to be married to each other. So right. let's, well, let's... and I, and I totally respect that mm. because it's, it's so it's personally unfair, but it's also like globally unfair that something completely out of your control is stalling a celebration when yeah. you can sign a paper and be married, you know, like it, I realize it's yeah. different and it has a different vibe and feeling and all that. But like at yeah. the end of the day, like COVID can't tell you to stop your life. Right. Right. But it was, it's okay. Potentially this sounds a little bit dramatic, but like no, when no. we, to me, it doesn't, <laughs> but when we first realized that, okay, we're going to have to postpone our wedding And then we also, uh, in the time that we were deciding to do the, to get legally married and do like this small kind of courthouse thing, um, like I was basically going through the grieving process Mm -hmm. of the moments that I realized I wasn't going to have. So like at some point I realized, oh, like not only are my parents not going to be physically there, but like at some point when we do actually celebrate the wedding with the white dress with the venue with the whole thing like I actually won't have the moment where my dad walks me down the aisle where like I'm going to get married because we're still he's still gonna walk me down the aisle but I'm already married it's not your walk as a single girl yeah so it's like which it is still gonna be great I'm a hundred percent sure of that mm-hmm. because my dad is wonderful and he will make wonderful, it wonderful. man. Yeah. And it's going to be great, but it's not, he's going to do some right. bullshit at the end of the altar. Like, <laughs> like hold on to you too tight or something. He'll be like, let go Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I could cry thinking about it, but I won't. Yeah. So like it, it's still going to be a great moment, but it just won't be the same as what I thought it was. And I was never a person that like planned my wedding from a young kid or like, yeah. I, I didn't really have like a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. um, before, before getting engaged actually. But it was kind of in that moment, I had to realize all of the things that actually were important to me that weren't going to be able to happen, at least not in the same way. So right. It was, um, that was kind of the hardest part to, to deal with during that time. But, um, but looking back, I'm, I'm happy that we did it the way we did. Um, and because, yeah, we would have, we would have been, we would have waited over two years for a new date. And that has implications for you as well. Like if, if you wanted to become a citizen of Austria or if he wanted to become an American citizen or whatever, like that has implications for your, like later on in life. I'm not saying that can happen now, but like Mm. you you literally have like geographical, political, like citizenry issues. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and we're, I mean, we're both like, it wasn't going to be an issue with my visa or anything like right. that. That was, that was going to be fine. So like, it wasn't, it wasn't necessary, um, or anything, but, but yeah, you're right. Like it, it has, yeah, it has just, it's just different being married to someone. Um, and also like our relationship didn't necessarily feel different overnight, but, Mm -hmm. but the way that we, um, the way that kind of other people viewed our relationship, the way that we got to present our relationship to the world, like that definitely changed. Um, and then I think not immediately, but like over time, I don't know how it was for you, but like we started, um, like it did start feeling a little bit different, Mm -hmm. um, between us, but like in a super great way. So, um, so yeah, we just wanted to do that. So, um, so yeah, happy that we did, but also happy that we're going to have a and now it's it's nice because all of the like wedding planning bullshit is like I don't I don't care. I don't right. give a shit what the napkins look like. I don't care less America. <laughs> I don't yes. care what the silverware is. I really don't care nope. how the tables are set up. Like I, I just want it to be a good party. Good party. And that's all we care about, <laughs> which is so nice. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> actually it's really nice. it's a small it's a small gift like it's a small give back in the rest of the stress yeah that is actually yeah that's very true yeah that's very true so Kara's dress is so beautiful it brought tears to my eyes it's so (laughs) beautiful (laughs) I'm gonna cry yeah I'm excited to wear it it's currently sitting sitting in storage for a year and a half now it's been in storage I think get her out of that bag man yeah, I know. I know. So excited. Yeah, I have to go into the I didn't get it altered yet, which is nice. So um so I have to at some point go back and like try it on and do all the alterations and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah. Buy your shoe. Do you have your shoes? I do. Yeah. Okay. Wear your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Got and wear shoes. your hair how you're gonna wear it. Yeah, I still need to figure out how I want to wear my hair. But yeah, but I have time. It's in so. October. October, yeah. Yep. October. Yeah. How German of you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I honestly didn't even think about that, but you're right. <laughs> I'm going to show up in a dirndl. Mm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> my party dirndl. <laughs> honestly, you can, if you want. Um, a couple of my friends here have actually, I, I'm glad that I thought about this because you will be very happy. Um, a couple of my friends here have talked about like wearing like fascinators. Oh, heck yeah. I'm wearing, I'm totally wearing a hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Not so. a big one. I won't, I won't take away. Yeah. Which like, we are not like telling people to do that. Like I am not setting it that formal, but like some people just want to do it and I'm like, go for it. That's yeah. great. Just European wedding man. Come however you want. This, I, I'm going to tell Philip the whole weekend. This is my first European wedding. <laughs> Just give it back to him. My first European <laughs> wedding and you don't have liquid cheese. What the yeah. fuck? What, what is this? What is this? I came here expecting tater tots, Philip. <laughs> he would get Although so they're proud. No, I can't say that. Yeah. No, no, I don't think he would get mad. He would probably offer you some very tasty Austrian cheese in response. Deal. Yeah. Total deal. Okay. It's very... 
It's very delicious. I'm lactose intolerant, but I will eat the Austrian cheese. I mean, me too, but, but like- you suffer. You suffer through. Right. Like it's, it's all about like the risk and the reward. The risk is, the reward is always greater than the risk. Or the, or the reward, the con, no, consequent, reward, consequence, whatever. Anyway, you get it. Yeah. You get yeah. it. It's the like, greater the, the, what do they say? The greater the suffering, the greater the peace or some crap. My sure. peace. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, it's worth the pain. Yep. The cheese. It's very yep. good. Yeah. So worth it. <laughs> but I feel like we covered so many topics that I hope you can like cut it. We truly talked about so, global like, issues. <laughs> we talked about the ocean. We talked about we did the negative positivity of girl bosses. Yeah. We yeah. Female equality. We talked about the German language. German language, the German state, the German mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Wow. Talked about our high school. Yep. Sure did. Wow. What a, what a just, is there a German word for hodgepodge? Uh, or like collection uh so collection is zamlung oh yeah zamlung or you could say uh the word variety is vielfalt whoa yeah that's cool either one of those that sounds like fear fight is it supposed to um well, it's actually not a compound word, um, but yeah, it does kind of sound like that. Fritter fight. How did I do? Uh, yeah, I, could okay. I, I, could, I could work on it. I could work on it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fritter fight. Yeah, I, my tongue does not work how yours does. I, I won't. It's get. okay. It's totally too fine. It's too totally fine. I just wanted to give you another reference point Thank for you. your practicing that you said for, you were going to do. So For my Deutsch practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And next time I come on the pod, I'll quiz you. Yes, please. Well, <laughs> I'll subject myself to that, sure, for content. Oh my yeah. God. Next time I come on, we can play a game and I will read a German word and then you tell me what you think it means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll find really funny sounding German words. I'm really excited for that content, actually. <laughs> I think it'll be hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I will. I would love to do that so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. It's going to be great. We'll find a time in February. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Cause this and podcast I'll, will I'll... air until March. Cause it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. True. Well, I'm so appreciative that you came on the show. Thank you for having me. It was of awesome. Of course. Like I will literally come back anytime that you will have me because this was really fun when we have the time change we're only five hours apart yes maybe that'll help us a little bit yeah yeah could be but like this time works totally great for me yeah it's lunchtime now here it's dinner time for you is philip cooking uh i actually don't know Uh oh i'll find out (laughs) (laughs) i'll find out it'll be fine well it's like it's 7.20, so it's like we still have time to make a quick dinner. Do you do a lot of takeaway? Does Germany have a lot of takeaway? Uh, Germany does have a lot of takeaway, but I try not to do too much takeaway. But I really like to cook, so. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Next time you come on, we'll talk about your expat eats. Oh, yeah. Cool. You didn't get a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Well, there's thank still you, so, There's still so much more. 
Oh my God. <laughs> so much more content. Your ring light makes you look so good. Oh my God. I got to step up my game. <laughs> oh my God. I'm finally using my microphone kickstand and that's as tech as technology advances I got today. <laughs> I think it's great. And again, I can take zero credit for this because it is I, she even, I'm, I'm gonna take a not my setup. She even has like honeycomb wall accents behind her. Those are soundproof panels. Oh man. Those are like foam. They're like foam. They stick on the wall and they're they like absorb foam. sound. Sound absorbers. Yeah. That's the right word. Thank you. What's the word in German? Oh. Uh, sound absorbers. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. I don't know, but I will look it up for next I time. I could be convinced that that's the German for those words. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, it doesn't sound that far off, probably. <laughs> but I'll look it up and let you know next time. <laughs> well, we have officially had a, you know, great education in language today. Yes. I've spoken three languages, which is more than I ever thought I would on a pod. Yeah. I didn't sing. Languages in Did one I pod. sing? I don't think I sang today. Whew, made it out alive. <laughs> I mean, it's not too late. No one has complained about my singing except for okay. me. So perhaps uh, you guys like the sound of, sound of my voice. I Did I sing when I mentioned, I didn't sing when I mentioned sound of music. That's actually very surprising. No, but actually, you know what? That's a good topic for the next one because uh, I have been on a sound of music tour in Salzburg, oh, which is where no. they filmed it. Yes. So we should probably need to talk about that. We certainly will. I'm so yeah. thankful that you came on the show. I love you yeah. so much. I love you too. One of my this oldest was, friends. This is so fun. So fun. I, I just want to do this all the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you come, we'll talk about the Sound of Music Tour and we'll do the German quiz. Yeah. You yeah. got to pick like words that like just don't sound what they mean. You know. Oh, uh, just to give you a preview. Most of German. Just to give you a preview, what do you think the word dick in German means? Pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> I think it means, can you spell it? Is it spelled the same in English? Yep. Okay. I think it means. D-I-C-K is a word in German that is used very frequently and in some contexts that makes me chuckle very hard. Is it a number? Is it 10? No, hmm. it's not a number. Is it, it is an, an a, it's an adjective. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Does it mean robust? Um, you're not that far off. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're in, you're in the general area. Does it mean long? No. Oh, that sucks. But again, um, kind of close. Does it mean large? Um, close. Very Big, close. Grand. Very close. Uh, sizable? Like I. <laughs> it means thick. <laughs> and it can also mean fat. Like you can like describe it. Um, you can describe a person as dick, and it means that they're fat. <laughs> yeah. I've never been so overjoyed to learn a new word in my life. <laughs> I know, right? I just to oh, give you a preview of like what this game can be. That'll be a fun series. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you for adding this to my life. 
<laughs> yes. I will start I will start collecting a list of German words now. But also can you can you imagine the word dick like meaning thick or like on toilet paper on like um, <laughs> because because literally there are packages of toilet paper in Germany that say extra dick. Well, like, how can you not chuckle? <laughs> That's really funny. Do the Germans think it's funny? I mean, for them, it's it's normal. It's like it's their word that they use. But I think the people who know what it means in English, of course, I would do, imagine find it amusing. Do but. Germans have as many words for body parts as Americans? Um, like you know how we can call you know things other things, things yes other things. um and yeah so i never call it what it's actually called i always call it a different word right fair um i so there are certainly like other like i guess you would say slang um certainly uh i don't know if there are as many though but there definitely are some in german what's the german word for penis like the the actual the formal word or the slang word both okay so um in it's it's actually not spelled differently you would just say it differently so it's penis you just pronounce it slightly different okay okay i hope my mom isn't gonna listen to this. <laughs> um and one like one slang word is um uh schwanz which is the same as a uh, tail like like on an animal Let's like their tail up or anything um it's the same word but that's like the slang so would would people say if appropriate people had a say say the slang again schwanz okay. <laughs> <laughs> if appropriate would they say they had a dick schwanz yeah, you could say that. Shut up! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I get. Yeah, like it. Like theoretically, somebody could say that. They yeah. could say that. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. This is a trilingual podcast officially. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm sorry, mom. If you are actually. Oh, listening. I apologize to my mom constantly on this show. Constantly. <laughs> I'm also sorry to you, Kate's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am so thankful you came on. I love oh, you so thank much. Thank you. Thank so you much for having me. To yes. Next time with a dictionance. Yes. <laughs> that was such good pronunciation, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Danke. Yeah, bitte. Danke, Shane. Yeah, thanks. Told you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kara, for being here this week on the 32 Podcast. Audience, if you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you listen. Please remember to follow, hit the bell on Spotify, hit the check on Apple. And I think Google has a check or like a plus sign follow ad as well. Leave a five-star review if you feel so inclined. If you don't, continue to leave a five-star review, but tell me how I can improve. Email me at 32pod at gmail.com on Instagram and TikTok at 32pod. And, um... That's it for me. Kara will be back. She promised. I promise we'll have more German content for you. Um, as the weeks roll on in the new year, we'll learn lots of new words. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. 
And remember, as always, it's never too rude to have fortitude. Bye.